This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Wednesday, the 6th of April. In your sport today, Cyril Rioli's racism revelations. Emily Bates is the AFLW's best. Tiger is back for now. And the breakfast of champions. This is your sport today. We start today with the big story in the AFL this week about Hawthorne legend Cyril Rioli and his exit from the club four years ago. The story centres around Rioli, an Indigenous man born in the Tiwi Islands, and the racism he and his wife endured at the Hawks, which we've now found out played a big part in his shock retirement in the middle of the 2018 season. The Riolis have spoken about this for the first time. Gabs, what's been said? Yeah, so this came out in a story by veteran journalist Caroline Wilson on on Saturday in the Age newspaper, and in it, Fez, Rioli and his wife talk about the racism that they witnessed during his 11 years at the Hawks. Now, there are two big incidents that are focused on in the article. One was in 2013 at an end-of-season trip where a senior player made a racist comment about the partner of another Indigenous player, and the other one was in 2018 when Hawthorne President Jeff Kennett made a comment about Rioli's Indigenous wife, Shannon, and her rip design genes that Shannon found to be offensive. Now, Rioli said that was the final straw and he ended up retiring shortly later, just a week before he turned 29. Rioli said at the time he lost the desire to play football and that his father's heart attack the year before played a big part in his decision to retire. We now know there was more to it. Uh, Gabs, Rioli said he doesn't want anything to do with the Hawks while Kennett is still president, but new head coach Sam Mitchell is trying to make amends. Yeah, and that's a good point because Rioli and Mitchell, they were teammates at the Hawks and we have seen messages shared between the two over the past few months. In them, Rioli says that he was disappointed by the lack of support and that he felt gaslighted by the Hawks at the end of his career. Now, Mitchell says that he's working to educate the club around Australia Day and if Rioli wants to be a part of the change, then he can reach out. Yesterday, Hawks CEO Justin Reeves said that the club's three Indigenous players say they feel culturally safe at Hawthorne and also feel confident that they can speak up if they have any concerns. There have been calls by journalists for Kennett to stand down as president and reports say he will move on quickly once a successor is found. Until then, expect to hear more about this story. Let's stick with Aussie rules because Brisbane's Emily Bates was named AFLW's best and fairest player last night at the W Awards. Uh, She finished one point clear to win, but Gabs, her coach, then stole the show. Yeah, I'll get to that a bit later, but I'm going to start with Bates because voting literally came to the final round and I'm pretty glad I stayed up late to watch this. So she was level with Adelaide's Anne Hatchard on 18 points, but then in the final round, Bates, she picked up three points. That was her sixth game point holding the maximum, but Hatchard, she got two votes in Adelaide's win over St Kilda, so that was enough for Bates to just pip her. Now, when she was giving her speech, Bates reminded her coach, Craig Starcevich, that he had promised her to do a shoey if she won, 
Well, Fez, it turns out he's a man of his <laughs> word because he poured a flute of champagne into his nice dress shoes and downed it all in one. He could have used Ricardo's glass shoe here. <laughs> Needed that on the night. Uh, I've popped a link to the video in the episode notes. In some other awards handed out last night, Ebony Antonio won Goal of the Year and Talia Randall took out the Mark of the Year. Today's trivia question brought to you by the Footy Live app. Who is the only two-time winner of the AFLW Best and Fairest Award? Uh, Gabs, give us a clue. Yeah, she's pretty good at a number of sports and she's also playing this weekend. Narrows it down a bit. Uh, find out the answer at the end of the show. To golf now, the Masters start tomorrow night Australian time. Overnight, we heard from living legend Tiger Woods. He says as of right now, he's going to play Gab's Tiger is back almost. Yeah, almost, Fez. He's not all the way there yet. <laughs> so Woods says that he's going to play another nine holes on Wednesday. And if he recovers well, like he has done throughout the week, then he is going to play in his 24th Masters. He's not just there to make up the numbers, though. Woods was asked whether he thinks he can win a sixth Masters green jacket. And he simply replied, I do. This is a remarkable comeback by Woods. Remember, in February last year, he almost had his right leg amputated after a serious car crash. He kept his leg and says he plays in pain. And In fact, he said walking the course, which is quite hilly, and not swinging the club has been the hardest part this week at Augusta. Well, there's no doubt he'll be the crowd favourite. Thousands of fans pack the course just to watch him practice. His tea time is 12.34am Australian Eastern Standard Time on Friday morning. Watch the Masters on 9GEM, Foxtel and KO. Australia's men's cricket tour of Pakistan wrapped up just this morning. The Aussies beat Pakistan by three wickets in the one-off T20 match in Lahore. Gabs, it caps off a pretty successful tour for Australia. Yeah, pretty successful return as well, Fez, because this was the first time in 24 years that Australia's senior team had travelled to Pakistan. They're going to leave having won the Test Series 1-0. They did lose the one-day series 2-1, but then, as you said earlier, they won this morning the sole T20. Now, Australia, they weren't at full strength for the one-day and T20 matches, and that's because the first-choice fast bowlers and David Warner, they were sent home early, and Steve Smith was also injured, but they still won half of those matches. Captain Aaron Finch, he was there, and he led the way for the Aussies this morning. He scored 55 as Australia chased down the target of 163 with five balls to spare. Yeah, Nathan Ellis also picked up four for 28 with the ball. Uh, So that's the men's team done for a while. Their next match will be in Sri Lanka in June. Those who listened yesterday will know that South Carolina won the Women's College Basketball National Championship game. Uh, North Carolina had a chance to win the men's title yesterday, but Gabs, they blew a big lead to lose to Kansas. Yeah, they did, and it's fair to say that Kansas are now the comeback kings of college basketball. Try saying that five times quickly. <laughs> they looked gone at halftime, down 40-25, to 25, but they stormed home in the second half to win at 72-69. At one stage, they were down by 16 points, and that makes it the biggest comeback in championship history, and it helped the Jayhawks win their fourth national title and first one since 2008. This loss is going to sting for North Carolina. I mean, two of their best players had ankle injuries in the game and they then missed a three-pointer right at the end that would have sent this game to overtime. Yeah, there were some pretty wild scenes after the game, which was played in front of more than 70,000 fans in New Orleans. The NBA playoffs now are just around the corner. 
It's been a few days since Australia won the Women's Cricket World Cup and Alyssa Healy scored that 170 in the final over there in New Zealand. If you're wondering what the secret to Healy's success is, well, Gabs, it could be a breakfast of champions. Yeah, it looks like I've been doing it wrong over these years. <laughs> Leftover pizza it does not make one an athlete. Now, this isn't your typical professional athlete breakfast. This was a giant hotcake covered in syrup with what looked to be ice cream on top. I'm already salivating. <laughs> Healy, she said it was the best hotcake she's ever eaten. It was so big, though, that she only got through half of it, and she said she doesn't normally eat brekkie, but after scoring 170, she may have been converted. Yeah, well, she did pretty well during the rest of the tournament without any brekkie, so maybe just for the big games. Uh, it's quite a sight, this hot cake, so I've put a link to a pic of it in your show notes. Check it out. Gabs, maybe ditch the leftover pizza. <laughs> Time for Catch This, the stuff that's caught our eye on what's coming up. And tonight at 7 o'clock in Melbourne, it's Game 2 of the WNBL Finals. The Perth Lynx can win the title tonight if they beat the Melbourne Boomers. We'll bring you the result tomorrow. Gabs, what about you? Well, Fez, the Champions League quarterfinals, they've just kicked off as we've started recording this, and I'm already getting excited for tomorrow's big (laughs) game. Chelsea, they are hosting Real Madrid in the final eight. It's over two legs, so the result doesn't really matter tomorrow. The team won't be knocked out, but that is going to be a mouth-watering match. Sounds like we're talking about the hotcake again, Gabs. Uh, (laughs) As for today's trivia question brought to you by the Footy Live app, who is the only player to win two AFLW Best and Fairest Awards? Gabs, who is it? Yeah, as I said, she's pretty good at other sports. It's, of course, Erin Phillips who plays for the Adelaide Crows. Yeah, she won it in 2017 and 2019, and she's playing in the grand final on Saturday. Uh, All right, that's it for us today. Thank you so much for tuning in. Luce will be back tomorrow. We'll catch you then. 